0: I come from scientists and atheists and white men who kill God. They make technology high-quality, complex, physiological experiments and sacrilege in the name of public good. They taught me everything, just like a daddy should. And you Part 5. And Back to saving the world. Chapter 96. I see. You had a plan. Jim poured himself a cup of coffee. Yeah. Ari said sullenly. He wasn't sure if Jeb was mad at him or not. Sometimes Jeb didn't seem mad, but then it would turn out that he was. Ari hated that. You were going to steal Max for yourself? Yeah. Jeb took a sip of his coffee. And why were you going to do that? Ari shrugged. I just want to have her to myself. I'm tired of chasing the others. I don't care about them. But you care about Max. How old are you now? Seven. Which was another thing. Jeb never remembered his birthday. But I'm big, bigger than you. Yes. Jeb made it sound totally unimportant. Ari, I'm proud of you. What? Jeb turned and smiled at him. I'm proud of you, son. I'm impressed that you made a plan for yourself, and that you chose Max. Ari felt like the sun was shining warmly on his shoulders. But, was this a trap? He looked at Jeb warily. Oh yeah? Yes, you're only seven, but you're thinking like a grown-up. It's incredibly interesting. Tell you what, I want to see where this takes us. We're going to find out where the flock has gone, and when we do... You can put your plan into action again. My plan? Yes, your plan to steal Max. I'll help you make it happen. We'll take out the rest of the flock, but you have to grab Max. Where were you going to take her? A place. We'll work out the details later. In the meantime, get some rest, eat something. I've already got people tracking the flock. Slowly, Ari turned and left the room. If this was true, an almost painful burst of joy exploded inside of him. Dad was going to help. Dad had said that he was proud of him. He was going to get Max all to himself. It was like Christmas and his birthday and sort of Halloween, all rolled up into one. Chapter 97 Have you... no, I guess you never have. If you've never flown with hawks, there's no way you'd be able to understand what it's like. Maybe if you've swum with sharks or something, but not like at SeaWorld, but in the ocean. That might be kind of close to this feeling. I looked over at Nudge. Her face was serene, curly hair streaming behind her. We had just crossed the border from Virginia into North Carolina. The Appalachian Mountains rose beneath us, not as high and not nearly as pointy as the Rockies. These were older ranges, and time had softened them. See? Some of that geography stuff stuck with me after all. We were high, high up, where oxygen was pretty thin. The sun was hot and bright on our backs and wings, and we had nothing but open sky all around us in every direction. Best of all, we'd spotted a flock of broad-winged hawks and joined them. At first, they'd scattered wondering who the heck these huge, ugly raptors were dropping down on them. But then, they'd cautiously circled back. Now we were wheeling in and among them, flying in loose formation. The six of us, and maybe twelve of them. I'd already hissed at Total to be very quiet and not make a sound. He huddled in Iggy's arms, nose quivering, small black paws twitching as he chased them in his mind. This is incredible, said the Gazman tilting one wing down to soar in a huge circle around us. I grinned at him. Just two hours ago, we'd been screeching out of Ann's yard as the racers swarmed out of vans, aiming their sights at us. Now we were free, breathing thin, pure air, surrounded by creatures who showed us what to aim for. Their fierce, proud beauty, awesome grace, and flying skill. and unjudging acceptance of being so incredibly different from them. It was a huge change from, say, erasers, who mainly showed us how not to be clumsy, predatory idiots. And I, for one, was thankful. Maybe we could just live with them, Nudge said wistfully. Yeah, said Guzzy. cause you love eating raw squirrels and snakes and stuff. Ew, I forgot about that, said Nudge. Anyway, guys, we can't live with them. I said, stepping up to my role as full-time rainer on parader. We need to get farther away. I want to go to Florida. You said, Total chimed in, and though the Hawks had warily accepted our speech, Total's voice made them realize that he was alive. Several of them sheered off, effortlessly tipping a few feathers downward to shift their whole position in the airstream. It was so completely streamlined, the way they did it, and I practiced it myself. We flew out of the Hawks' territory, and they left us with hoarse cries. One by one, we sheered off, soaring in huge, symmetrical arcs, and then joining up again. It's like synchronized swimming, said Gazzy, pleased. No, it's like exhibition jets, said Iggy. Like the Air Force Thunderbirds. We need stuff so we can leave huge trails of colored smoke behind us. Oh, yeah, said Gazzy, totally psyched like we could get sulfur and and this would help our whole lilo disappear act how? i said bringing them back to reality. oh yeah, said iggy. maybe someday, i said, hating to see him and the gasmine so disappointed. in the meantime, let's do a vertical stack, i said, angling upward into position, thing put himself directly below me, carefully out of range of my feet, because he's just paranoid that way. Iggy was below him, then Gazzy, Nudge, and finally Angel on the bottom, as white as the clouds we were flying over. We were six stacked bird kids, flying in unison, making only one shadow on the clouds. Totally cool. Of course, it was too freaking peaceful to last, right? I mean, there was no way I was going to wallow in serenity for more than two seconds, right? No, of course not. What happened was, Gazzy suddenly pushed upward into Iggy, wanting to knock him off balance, the way all of us had done to each other a million times. It would have been fine, and even funny, if Iggy hadn't been holding, say, a mutant-talking dog, for example. And when Gazzy bumped up into him, he knocked Total out of Iggy's arms. Total gave a startled yip, and then he dropped like a piece of coal, straight through the clouds and out of sight. Chapter 98. Angel reached for Total as he plummeted past her, but her fingers only grazed his fur. Total! She cried, and Total started barking and howling, dropping farther away, his voice trailing off. Oh crap, I muttered, then veered down past Fang. If I'm not back in two minutes, do not let Angel have another pet. Then I tucked my wings behind me and started to drop. Max, get Total! Angel shouted after me, her voice panicky. No, I'm dropping straight down through the clouds just for fun, I said to myself. I know people always fantasize about dropping through clouds or walking on clouds, landing on clouds. The thing is, clouds are wet. Wet and usually chilly. And you can't see anything. So not as high on the fun scale as you might think. I followed the sound of Total's howling letting myself fall toward the earth. Suddenly, the mist cleared and I saw the ground, green and brown, below me, plus a bunch of white... Ah! I cried as I dropped out of the cloud and practically onto the back of a glider plane. My feet actually brushed its thin skin before I pulled my knees up and angled my wings sharply. I slightly scraped the plane's right wing before I could pull enough to the side. Then I moved my wings powerfully and rose up several yards, out of the way. Gliders are virtually soundless. That was the lesson for today. This close, I could hear the wind whistling against the smooth, streamlined plane. But there would have been no sound to tip me off. That had been close. If I dropped in front of it... I could no longer hear total. Dang it. My eyes rake the air below me. I tucked my wings back and aimed downward again shooting like a rocket instead of just letting myself fall. I poured on my new supernatural speed and roared toward the ground. And suddenly, Total was in view, and getting larger fast. He was still howling pathetically. There was no time for me to slow down, so I just shot toward him, scooped him into my arms, and then pulled out of the steep, steep dive about 200 feet from the mountainside. Raising my face to the sun, I rushed upward my wings feeling like steel, like fusion rockets. I looked ahead to make sure there was nothing above me. Then I finally glanced down to check on Total. He was crying. Large tears made wet streaks through his black fur. You saved me, he choked out. I couldn't fly. I was falling. But you got me. Yeah, I wouldn't let you fall, I told him, and rubbed behind his ears. Still weeping, he licked my cheek gratefully. I clenched my teeth. The rest of the flock was circling overhead. Fang had made Angel stay with him. She was peering down anxiously, and as soon as she saw me coming, she hurried to meet me. You got him! she shouted happily. You saved him! Toto wiggled excitedly in my arms, and I let him go over to Angel's embrace. He weighed almost half as much as she did, so she couldn't hold him long. But right now, they were crying in each other's arms. Fine. Let him lick her. I rubbed my cheek against my sweatshirt shoulder. Angel was actually crying herself, I realized. She almost never cried. None of us cried easily, and Angel was unnaturally stoic for a six-year-old. The fact she was crying because she had almost lost total told me that she was majorly attached to him. Which wasn't great, I mean, I like Total fine, but we still didn't know much about him. I wasn't 100% sure we could trust him. Or me, actually. My chip. Oh, Total, Angel cried, her tears soaking his head. I was so scared. You were scared, Total said, burrowing deeper into her arms. I thought I was going to go plots. Okay, I better take him, said Fang. Holding out his hands, Total crept cautiously into his arms and tucked himself neatly into the crook of Thing's elbow. "I need wings," said Total, still sniffling. "I need my own wings. Then things like that wouldn't happen." Yeah, that was all I needed—a flying, talking mutant dog. Hey, and thanks for listening to another episode of Maximum Crime, a Maximum Ride bootleg audiobook podcast thing i am your Olivet of marky and sorry about the super short episode this week i forgot that i had a wedding this weekend and very very much underestimated how tired i would be when i came back from it and also i forgot to go ahead and edit and record and all that fun stuff before the wedding so oh geez sorry about that Uh, hopefully you guys can forgive me for that, but if not, I understand. Um, other than that, I don't really have much to say, just the normal stuff. If you want to get in contact with me, you can email me at maximumcrimepod at gmail.com, or you can hit me up on my Tumblr over at maximum-crime-pod. Alright, I think that's all I gotta say, so until next time, fly on.